Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to Have a Nice Christmas, a special festive podcast from BBC Good Food, hosted by me, Miriam Nice, and ably assisted by Nadia Ziafat. Hello, yes that's right, and each episode we're going to discuss and debate some of the classic Christmas staple recipes. And here's the best bit, two members of the food team will have to present to me their favourite recipes and why it's the nicest thing to serve this year. I get to choose the winner and my decision is final. We recorded this at home, so the sound quality might not be the same as we'd expect if we'd done it in the studio. This episode is all about Christmas pudding, the dried fruit steam pudding, typically made in November and left to mature ready for Christmas. The winner of this episode will get to host the bonus cook-along episode. And today we have video food editor Anna Glover and Deputy Magazine's editor Janine Ratcliffe. Hi. Hi. Today we are here to talk about Christmas puddings. Now, Janine, you said you make pudding but you didn't have the word Christmas in front of it. And I know how you feel about Christmas pudding. So do you mind going into that a little bit? Well, (laughs) I know it's traditional and I know it's one of the most iconic things on the Christmas table, but I just find the whole idea of, you know, sitting down for a three course meal that you're that your pudding course is is going to be this massive stodgy cannonball. Um, I just I just don't know why anyone would want to eat that after Christmas dinner at all. I mean, I know Anna said she has a little pause, but even then, having a pause and then going back to that, I think is just torture. Um, I don't want to eat a hot pudding on Christmas Day. I don't want it generally gets served with custard. And like I think custard's great in its own way, but pudding plus custard, no thanks. Um I just think that after all of that eating and all of that kind of drinking, that it's 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 too much. Interesting. And Anna, what's your counterpoint there? So I do. We do have a break, and I really I, it is traditional. Yeah, it is a very <laughs> nostalgic thing for me. We kind of make make it a month before, so it's uh, matured, and then you can sort of smell it when it's steaming um, on the hob, but. Um, I re- I, we so we serve ours with brandy custard. So not brandy butter or custard. We serve it with brandy custard. So it's like <laughs> it kind of cuts through the the stodginess. But that's why you have it because it's like gloriously stodgy. It's like the most stodgy food I can think of, and <laughs> you only have a little bit. But we actually really like it in our house for breakfast on Boxing Day. That's the secret. That's why we make it. We don't really. <laughs> We have it for we do have it for dessert, but then at the same time we keep all the leftovers and have it for breakfast the next day when you can properly appreciate it. 
And um, what's what's your recipe that you're bringing to the table? So we normally have a traditional one, but this year we're going to do something a bit different. So I've written a really, really exciting uh, Christmas pudding, which is sort of got uh, sticky toffee vibes. So um, it's sticky toffee, also rum and raisin, and the it's not as sort of really, really fruit dense. It's got dates in there to sweeten, and they um, and they're sort of uh, they soak up all of this glorious spiced rum. So you don't get. I really dislike it when you get sort of the the, the crunchy bits in raisins. <laughs> so we've sort of. Um, We've sort of taken those down a little bit and we've got like a lighter sort of golden Christmas pudding rather than the really, really deep, rich sort of dark muscovado. We've gone light here and then steamed for um, for a couple of hours, not as long as, as a normal Christmas pudding. Um, but it's the toffee sauce that you pour over the top that is just absolutely excellent. And then serve that with double cream. So something a little bit different this year, which uh, I'm really excited about. Um, but yeah, loads of different flavours in there and sort of festive spices and a little bit lighter. So maybe we'll eat more on Christmas Day than Boxing Day this year. And Janine, how does that sound to you? Is it swaying you at all or are you, are you firm in your decision? Yeah, well, I'm not sure that I think you, I think you're kind of, you know, arguing with yourself there because you're <laughs> saying you've got to lighten it up to eat it. So. <laughs> Oh, you kind of, you, you, you did sway me. You swayed me with the rum because that's yeah. one of my favorite things to eat in the world. I actually made a Christmas cake um, a couple of weeks ago and I've got some nice dark rum that I've been uh, spooning over every week just to kind of mature it. Um, so yeah, I'm down with that and I'm definitely down with the lighter sponge thing. Um, it sounds almost edible, but I'm not convinced. I think I'd have to come around and have a bit of it. <laughs> can, I, can I persuade you with the toffee sauce that's no. cream? syrup, treacle and sugar. I don't know. I think I've got more of a problem with, I think, I think a lot of my fear and loathing comes from having to do Christmas taste tests for years as well. And there was one year where I think we had to try 15 Christmas puddings in a row. And honestly, once you've done that, I mean, that's just horrible. And even, you know, even when you, even when you're getting nice ones, it's just the relentlessness of the pudding um, but then the the other horror is where, um, you know, the the Christmas pudding makers, whether the supermarkets or or like brands, will take a Christmas pudding and try and twist it. They give it a twist, and it's like there's nothing more horrific than a Christmas pudding with some kind of twist, like whether it's like a whole buried fruit inside or, um, you know, some kind of even more sweeter, heavier sauce to go with it. So I'm, I'm not completely convinced by it. Oh. <laughs> I love a, I love a mashup of things that I quite like sort of adding chocolate to it or even like cherries. Um, cherries I, are all right. <laughs> I'll give me that. <laughs> and Janine, what what dessert do you usually have on Christmas? And if you don't opt for the traditional route, well, it I mine is traditional actually. I have gone for trifle, and um, basically, I love trifle because. A, it's prep ahead, so it ticks my prep box. B, it's infinitely adaptable. I mean, if you think about what you've got, you've got like layers of sponge, cream, custard, jelly, um, <clears throat> and, and you can kind of change all of them around. So you can use things like, you know, Madeira cake or Swiss roll or trifle sponges or gingerbread. You can flavor the custard however you like with more booze, 
Bailey's amaretto, or you can make like a chocolate custard and use brownie as the base. Um, the cream on top, you can add loads of different flavorings to that. And then you can just decorate it however you like. And I just think there's something so glorious about bringing a huge glass trifle, you know, um, glass dish full of trifle to the table with all of the different layers. And it kind of appeals to the kid in all of us as well. So, you know, I mean, we used to love trifle when I was little and and I still love it now. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what's um, what's in your recipe? What sort of flavours have you gone for? Well, I chose the um, classic trifle from <clears throat> bbcgoodfood.com because it, it, um, it basically adheres to one of my rules because I've got strict rules for trifle. One thing is that like sponge and, and jelly should never meet because I don't know if you had a school like I did where they were a bit sadistic and they used to kind of put the sponge in the bottom of the, the thing and then pour the jelly on top and you've got this really horrible... Jellied cake. Where, yeah, <laughs> jelly cake, which is just... <clears throat> so basically, I jelly's fine, but just keep it away from that sponge. So in this recipe... Um, We've got Madeira cake and then we've got um, frozen fruits um, on the bottom. And then we've got, drenched in sherry, as it should be. There should always be sherry or some other booze in a trifle. But sherry's got that real kind of classic Christmassy flavour. <clears throat> and then the, um, the custard goes on top of the, the cake to seal it in. Then you've got your layer of fruit jelly and then lots and lots of cream um, with vanilla extract in there. So it's quite it's quite classic. But you can see already, like as I just said, how you could kind of change that up massively and just just bring your own little personality to it, you know, by adding different bits and pieces however you want. So that that's why I really like it as well. So I find it interesting. Both of your recipes are just on the opposite end. Anna, yours is very rich and dense, and Janine, yours is quite light, and you know the flavors are a lot more fruity, aren't they? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, other, I, I've also made like pavlovas for Christmas, which go down really well. I think it's just really nice to have that kind of hit of, you know, you can have like the cream and the meringue. Um, it's just really nice after like a heavy meal to have just a, yeah, a little bit of lightness, but still, it's still quite rich though with all the cream and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. We usually do have, a, not on Christmas day, because Christmas pud always rules the pudding of champions on Christmas Day. <laughs> but um, we usually do have a trifle on like uh, Boxing Day or Christmas Eve or something. And my grandma brings it around and you could honestly get drunk off it. It's probably got <laughs> yeah. about half a it's bottle of sherry. And my question to you is how much sherry is is too much sherry in your trifle? Not that there's never too much. And grandma's no best. I mean, grandma's have got a really heavy hand with the, uh, with the <laughs> trifle booze. I love that. <laughs> So you're a fan of trifle as well then, Anna? I am, yeah. And it's all about the sherry, all about the sprinkles for me. Are you not tempted by, by Janine's trifle idea instead of a Christmas pudding? Would you mm -hmm. ever stray? No, no, never. <laughs> I definitely I do like a trifle. I feel and like I do I like I like the idea of you mixing it up every year as well. So like trying different things. Like I like the idea of the Swiss roll and the brownies and things for something a bit extra indulgent. But maybe just not Christmas maybe New Year's Eve or something. You could do like a cocktail based one, but no Christmas Day. It has to be a hot, stodgy bud. <laughs> do you not feel like at the end of a massive Christmas dinner, you kind of just want to switch it up a bit or do you think that's the way it should be no you have the break 
That, that, that. So how, how long is the break? How long are we talking? Because you're talking like, about it like it's half time in no, a football like match. A, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like a good hour and a half, just so your stomach's like, okay, I've stopped eating. Oh, no, wait, no, there's more food. <laughs> I feel like Anna says Christmas lunch is like a competitive sport yeah, yeah. where you basically like you you know you've got the run up and then you've got the main event and you're really going for it and then you're just kind of going back for the second half exactly that thing is I try and have a break but I always find myself say as I'm washing up or as I'm putting the leftover le- leftovers away I end up eating everything that's left so I never actually have a full break even if I'm stuffed and I think I can't eat anymore as soon as I get up and I start putting things away I start eating a roast potato there and a couple of sprouts and I never really have any much many leftovers by by boxing day they're the best bit (laughs) yeah I mean we all we all know that um that box that little boxing day plate of stuff that you snaffle from the fridge is one of the best things to eat yeah and I mean your dessert carries on into boxing day Anna doesn't it it's it's a double win yeah I mean it is kind of we obviously do have it's more like breakfast you have it for dessert after your breakfast as well (laughs) (laughs) honestly I feel like you you have to train all year for Christmas day at your house you do yeah I feel like um in uh the Lord of the Rings films where they're like for second breakfast second brunch (laughs) like that's also for Christmas and Janine, is there anyone in your family who who would like a Christmas pudding, but you've just banned them from the table? Yeah, my sister uh, loves them, and actually, we've we've been known to buy one of those little individual ones that you put in the microwave, and just go, like just for, so Julie can have something. <laughs> do, you, do you make so, us sit in a corner away from you? <laughs> I don't want to see you eat that. No, Christmas I mean, I, I don't. I don't. You know, if if someone wants to enjoy it, that's fine. I just, I just. I know that if I went through the rigmarole of making it and then presenting it on Christmas Day, that everyone would be, apart from Julie, <laughs> would be really disappointed. <laughs> but you know, but um, but no, we don't make a sit under a blanket eating it. We we just let her eat it freely at the table. <laughs> she loves custard as well, though. That's the thing. She's got. She's probably a bit more like the Glover family. I think she would. She'd love to kind of join your family for the day. <laughs> Because she's a she's a huge custard lover, so she loves the idea of like the stodge with the hot custard on as well. Yeah, glorious. We haven't even discussed the sort of theatrics of it as well, where you actually set it oh, alight. That, I quite like that bit. That's quite a good bit. Turn all the lights bit. off and come in. <laughs> it's kind of like a really over exaggerated birthday cake, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. 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 I mean that does sound fun. It adds a bit of drama to the to the dinner table. Has anything ever set on fire, or is it is it been pretty safe? No, I do remember when I was uh, I did a when I was a student in like a uni house. Um, I did like a Christmas dinner for friends, and I set it on fire. And one of my friends just turned around and went, "Oh my gosh, that's really on fire!" <laughs> How quick do the flames go? Do they go quite? I don't think in their house they normally set it on fire. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they do. I mean, but it's only a a fleeting, a fleeting flame. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, we always do that in our house. It's a great little sort of after after dinner show. And I guess, Janine, though, you have the theatrics of the massive glass bowl, like you said, with the with the trifle in, and it does kind of take you back to childhood, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, I'm not. The, the thing is, I've been I've been forced into this role of making the puddings, whereas I'm normally like definitely 
you know, 90% savory person. But what I've realized after a few years of doing it is you get all the glory. If you make the pudding, no one cares about Christmas dinner because then you come out with your massive, you know, OTT. I mean, one year I made three puddings. I nearly gave myself a nervous breakdown, but <laughs> I just, I just, for some reason decided, well, there's going to be 12 of us. So I'm going to make three puddings. And um, yeah, it was pretty bad. But um, but I got there. But the next day, all anyone could talk about was the puddings. So um, so even though it's not like, it, not that it's not my comfort zone, maybe, maybe it's not my thing. I really really enjoy all the praise yeah. I get from it. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> like what I'll do is I get quite competitive with my with my brother-in-law, and I'll I'll send him like a list of like this is what I'm thinking about for pudding. Which one do you think? And then we do like a WhatsApp around the family, and then people like vote for which ones they want. <laughs> so it's so a like I know. Yeah, so I know it's going to be a crowd pleaser, and I know that whatever I turn up with is going to like make everyone really happy. So, so yeah, that is like... such a good idea. <laughs> and I think the main thing about Christmas is the stress on the day of of doing the dinner and the pudding and all of those different elements. So you both said that your puddings are make ahead. How far ahead can you make them? Um, I would do trifle. I would do day before because I think after that. And I, w- and I wouldn't put the cream on. I would do the, the sponge layer. Then you set the custard. Then you add the, once that's set, you can add your jelly. Um, but I would probably do the cream on the day just because it doesn't take long to whip up and then put it on. But then every, it, it's, it's in the fridge, it's set, it's ready. Yeah. So you're, you're ready to go basically. And Anna with your Christmas pud? We usually make them in like October, November, just so they're extra mature, Um, you know, sort of typically sort of the stir up Sunday thing, but we usually do it a little bit early actually just to get extra flavour in there. Um, But this one is sort of, is the the sticky toffee one is quite nice. You make it, uh, you don't leave it as long. You don't need to uh, let it mature as long. So you could keep, you could make it up to a month ahead. So um, I'm, mine's in the fridge waiting for me for, for Christmas day. Oh, lovely. So now you've both had your time to shine. Do you have any last points to get in there before the decision is made or to each other? A question about the trifle. What a topping? Are you a sprinkles person? Or I see maybe there's some like amaretti biscuits going on in this recipe or have you, what the, other things do this, you? This recipe has got amaretti biscuits. I am a big fan of the the sprinkle because there's so many different sprinkles out there that you can get at the minute so you can you can make it look quite posh but at the same time I kind of like the fact that you know if you've got kids around that you have got that kind of trifles like a big 70s thing isn't it and I think it's quite nice to do that nostalgic so so yeah sprinkles I did I have done things like changed up a bit like rather than put the jelly in the trifle like set the jelly out and cut it into cubes and then put that on top of the cream as well, which I think is really cute. And then like piling on loads of raspberries. And I think it's always quite nice as well to like, if you want to get extra booze in there, um, you know, you can, you can like toss cherries with kirsch or you can toss raspberries with like chambord or some kind of raspberry liqueur so and, and ice and sugar so they get all glossy and then have them all piled on top as well. So I think it's just, it's just anything that looks OTT basically. <laughs> That sounds great. And do you are you um are you a custard powder person or do you make your custard from scratch? <sighs> it's a trifle. I am using bird's custard hundred <laughs> percent. I would not even attempt to make my I can make my own custard, but why bother? I mean, I remember years ago that Gary Rhodes, um, chef, 
did this recipe on TV where he made his custard from scratch with egg yolks and milk and cream. And then he said, but you know what? Like just to give it an extra custardy flavor, he added a spoonful of bird's custard to the mix. And I just thought that was genius. And just admitting that it's got the most custard. It tastes like custard, right? So yeah, it does. It adds adds to the retro vibes of having like a bright yellow custard in there. Yeah, definitely. It's got to be bright yellow. Nuala Mayers Crane asked, I'd love some Christmas morning breakfast ideas that could either be made ahead or minimal prep, but super special. What would you guys go for? I did a recipe um, last year for a, it was like a morning flatbread. So it was kind of like, um, it was like a focaccia, which you make ahead. And then, um, so like you make, you make a really big one. And then covered it in um, sort of creme fraiche and lemon and dill and loads of smoked salmon and then more dill on top. And you kind of cut it into little squares, which which I think is just really nice for a crowd. And also you you get ahead with the bread bit and you've kind of made, it's a really easy bread, but you've, you've made ahead with love. So it kind of feels special as well. I really quite like, I, we always have sort of a breakfast buffet where we just have um, some smoked salmon. Maybe we'll make some scrambled eggs and uh, bagels and things. But I think this year we might be having like a shakshuka. So we can make the tomato sauce, maybe like some lightly spice, like some light spices in there. And we'll make that ahead of time and then just keep it chilled. And then just to um, to serve it, we'll crack the eggs in, warm it up and crack the eggs in, which is quite nice. And then you just have to sort of serve it with some toast. So it's kind of nice that you're not doing any sort of chopping in the morning, but you can have like a really nice savoury brunch. It's always tricky with like full English, isn't it? To get everything ready at the same time. And you've got such a massive dinner to prepare for. You want something that's very, very simple. And like, think of like a one pot thing, like shakshuka or um, like baked eggs or something like that. Emma Jane Henry asked, a bit random, but I always end up with loads of leftover Christmas cake. My kids aren't big fans, but I still love making one every year. With no guests this year, I'm not sure what I'll do with it. So the question is, what can I do with leftover Christmas cake that might tempt the sceptics? So if it's not got any marzipan or icing, or you could just take that off, um, it's really nice with cheese. So you could serve it as sort of a with your cheese board if you're having like a little snack of cheese which that sort of in between time you know just before dinner or your break Anna yeah exactly (laughs) that's the cheese break um so that's a really nice idea or you could sort of um fry it in a little bit of butter and have it as like a, a breakfast or um and it keeps for ages as well so you could have that as like um in between Christmas and New Year you could fry it in a little butter and maybe serve it with some creme fraiche and have it as a dessert that, that was my idea. You nicked it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Fry and butter and stick ice cream on top of it. Or you can do that thing where you um, you you break it up in the pan with butter and sugar and then fold it through ice cream to make like a Christmas, you know, a cake ice cream, whatever. I mean, it, the thing about Christmas cake, though, is if you wrap it up, it really does keep forever. So you can just kind of, I mean, I made one last year and we gave half away, but I just kept eating it for breakfast like Anna said and it will it does keep for a couple of months I think you know just indulge yourself it's like the one time of the year where you know you've put all of that love into it as well yeah bit of a sciencey question I guess what is it about a Christmas cake that helps it to keep for so long probably all the booze (laughs) (laughs) and the dried fruit I mean if you think about the composition of it you know I think I made one um a couple of weeks ago and it had a kilo of dried fruit in it which had been 
soaked in quite a lot. I think there was about 150 mils of rum in there and it hasn't got much flour in it. And and it's kind of like the density of the cake means that it it just lasts for a lot longer because of the, you know it can't it, it it can't dry out basically which is what happens with cake right it doesn't it either goes moldy or it just dries out but you've got so much booze in there that it's kind of unlikely to do either of those things so i think it is time to reveal the decision <clears throat> drum roll yeah so <laughs> janine i loved your trifle i thought it sounded gorgeous nostalgic I like how specific you are about the layering you know exactly what you want and that is fantastic Anna I think your sort of twist on a Christmas pudding sounded absolutely lovely and I'm a big sucker for toffee sauce and the thought of that at the end of a Christmas day I think it's kind of swung me so I think I'm gonna have to go for Anna I'm sorry Janine no I will accept my defeat with grace but (laughs) Just to let you know that you're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I will be making a trifle on another day, but I feel like, especially when I'm making my decision, I I have my mum in mind who is obsessed with Christmas pudding. So I think that's going to be a dessert that she enjoys, definitely. Fair enough. Mum's no best. That's fair enough. (laughs) You can't go wrong with rum and raisin and sticky toffee. No, I know. It's just the toffee that got me. I just love toffee so much. So. grudgingly I know but I feel like it's an unfair decision based on the fact that Anna's taken a Christmas pudding and made it acceptable by changing <laughs> it completely <laughs> that's actually quite true it's not a traditional traditional Christmas pudding no. is it no it's not but yeah it's fine mm. <laughs> much to think about well thank you guys that's that's all we've got time for up next is our final episode on turkey so don't forget to subscribe on itunes acast spotify or wherever you get your podcast to never miss an episode thank you for listening to have a nice christmas from bbc good food find all the recipes and more information on the podcast at bbcgoodfood.com slash podcasts